This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Sowing the seeds of cannabis and sounding the praise of our favorite plants, it's time to Hemp Resent. Our radio resident Hempo Sapien Vivian McPeak will present a weekly platform for guests and listeners to Hemp Resent about hemp and cannabis from the legal, activist, and reformist route. Let's round up and roll it up for our headmaster of hemp, Vivian McPeak. Welcome to the Hemp Present Resistance, the weekly radio podcast where you can get your PhD in THC because you don't just want to burn it, you want to learn it. Seeking to defeat the alternative facts of prohibition one interview at a time and advocating for the plant, the whole plant, and nothing but the plant. Join me for a weekly reefer radio rebellion against prohibition as I speak with some of the principal risk takers, movers and shakers, and history makers of the cannabis industry, culture, and reform movement. I'm your host, Vivian McPeak. I am the executive director of the world's largest annual cannabis policy reform event the Seattle Hemp Fest, entering its 27th year, found at hempfest.org. I'm also the author of the book Protestable, a 20-year retrospective of Seattle Hemp Fest from AHA Publishing, also found at hempfest.org. Today's guest on Hemp Present is California attorney Dale Schaefer, who's already on the line and will be with me in a minute. America is home to about 325 million people, or roughly 5% of the world's population. But we've got a quarter of the world's inmates. In 1970, there were 200,000 Americans incarcerated. But by 2008, that number had skyrocketed to 2.3 million prisoners. The vast majority of those incarcerated in America are in on drug charges, and a disproportionate number of those prisoners are in for cannabis offenses. The number of women in prisons has grown faster than the rate of males incarcerated, and a shockingly disproportionate degree of inmates are people of color. According to Human Rights Watch, recent federal statistics indicate that the number of inmates in U.S. jails and prisons that are mentally ill has quadrupled in just six years. According to a Federal Bureau of Justice Statistics report, more than half of all prison and state inmates report mental health problems, including symptoms of major depression, mania, and psychotic disorders. Our criminal justice system simply puts more emphasis on the system than it does the justice, and these sad statistics are largely resulting 
result of America's failed war on drugs, which is too often meant a war on those who choose to grow, sell, recreate, or medicate with cannabis. My guest today has been on both sides of America's war on cannabis, as he is a former prisoner of the drug war and a current California cannabis business attorney. Dale Schaefer and his former wife, Dr. Molly Fry, opened the California Medical Research Center in 1999. After helping many California patients become free of criminal charges and running for district attorney on a pro-marijuana ticket in 2000, Schaefer and his then-wife came into the sights of the Federal Drug Enforcement Agency. In September of 2001, their home and office were raided, and in 2005, they were arrested and charged with cultivation and conspiracy to distribute cannabis. They were tried, convicted, and sentenced between 2007 and 2008, and ultimately entered the federal prison system to serve 60 months. In November of 2017, Dale was released from federal probation and was free to relaunch his cannabis business law firm just in time for the state of California to enact a complex regulatory system to govern their medical and adult use cannabis markets. Dill currently lives just outside of Sacramento, California, where he's involved in many state political issues. He's currently of counsel for Weed for Warriors Project, has a number of clients who is assisting in obtaining their California state cannabis licenses, and he teaches a 12-week workshop series for cannabis business owners seeking to transition into the regulated market, and he's joined me today to share his story and experiences with you. Welcome, Dale, to Hemp Present on Cannabis Radio. Thank you, Vivian. Nice to be here. My pleasure. You spent time in a federal prison on cannabis charges. What happened? What what led you to being charged and prosecuted? Cancer and bucking the system and beating them at their own game. So we were politically targeted um, because my you know Molly's a physician. I'm an attorney. When cancer came to visit us, um, our youngest was five. She lost both her breasts and entered into you know caustic chemotherapy to save her life. And we knew what it meant. We couldn't get a physician to agree in 1997 and 1998 to put anything in writing. So the police asked us to do it. I used to represent cops. They came to us and asked us to give people a written recommendation um, so that they wouldn't be chasing people who weren't medical patients. Um, I ran for district attorney to push this agenda forward, met with the attorney general here in California, went to the medical board, um, and our local sheriff did not like me or what I was doing. We got 20-plus jury verdicts, acquittals, not just you know split decisions, acquittals for our patients around the state. And the system did not like us because we were beating them at their own game. We got rolled in by the feds. They eventually indicted us when the race decision was decided. In June of 2005, we got tried. Um, convicted because in fact I did exactly what they charged me with and I admitted it. Um, it was morally the right thing to do. It just violated federal law. And with a hundred plants, you get uh, five years in federal prison. The baloney's horrible. The yoga mats are thin. And I came out the other end um, just more focused than ever on attacking this drug war, stopping the people being criminally charged or charged at all for using cannabis. It's just ridiculous. Did, did, did Molly have to spend time incarcerated as a breast cancer patient? We both served our 60-month sentences, yes. Man. You know, oh, yeah. be, being in prison is traumatic for anyone. I imagine being an attorney while being incarcerated gave you a unique, a unique perspective. What was that experience like for you? Well, going through the belly of the beast, you get 
um, the view that I didn't get when I was representing cops or their governmental entities and, and things like that. I had seen people be arrested, go through the system from the outside. But when you're in looking out and watching the corruption, the incompetency and the bad planning and the warehousing and the lack of preparation for going back into the world, it, it was hard to watch. But because I was an attorney and I was also medically trained, I was a corpsman going back to the Vietnam War, I got to go into every tribe on every um, facility I was in. People talked to me honestly. After fights, I went and checked them out and made sure no one had to go in and, you know, get stitched up and broken bones and things like that. So a lot of it was, um, it was eye-opening. None of it was enjoyable, but because of who I am and um, that I'm pretty blunt and honest with people, I taught in there. I got um, to be involved with learning what people were like and what brought them into prison and nobody was trying to meet prisoners where they were and why it was that they had committed the acts that got them there. They just prosecuted them, threw them in, warehoused them, made a little media campaign about preparing them to go back in the world and watch them, you know, reoffend and their recidivism rates are just horrible. It, the whole thing is a god awful mess, Vivian. It's just terrible. It's, it sounds kind of like uh, like the second phase of law school for you. Like maybe all all criminal justice attorneys would do well to get a little of that, of that perspective, huh? Well, um, I I can say yes um, intuitively because it does give you that broader perspective. All truth is based upon your perspective, Vivian. And when you're on the outside watching people go away, and the money bail system just keeps them in and they're so close to the edge financially that the system double, triple punishes them because they're poor. That's a perspective. But when you're inside watching multi-generational um, uh, incarcerated people trying to deal with their kids now running with gangs and being in the hood and being caught up in the drug trade and what you know is coming to them, the perspective was was good for me because now – I can sit down with almost any group of people and at least some have some reason to understand part of their story, not the whole thing. I'm an old white dude. I got a lot of white privilege from where I got, but I now have a mixed race family. And so inside of our own family, we have to deal with the realities of what the world does when you're not the right color or the right gender. So the perspectives are always everything and whatever you do. And, and, you know, I, despite the dehumanization and being stripped of your identity in there, most people tell me that there's a, you know, contrary to what the, the memes might be or the stereotypes, there's a lot of really good, decent human beings incarcerated. Was that your, your experience? Oh, absolutely. I got to sit down and talk to guys who were coming off what we call a 20-piece or a 25-piece. They had been wrapped up in big um, drug organizations, and they'd spent a long time in prison. And I was in a lot of the lower custody facilities. So I got to sit down and look at their cases, talk to them, understand where they came from, what got them into this business. And they were decent business people. They just chose the wrong uh, widget, if you will, the wrong commodity to get involved in. Um, and it, it's sad because they figured out how to do something 
but most of what they did was just illegal. They weren't bad people. It was just the options they had presented to them. Um, and so you choose what's available, the path of the possible, and sometimes that uh, leads you to hell. And a lot of them had been through hell for their choices they made growing up. Man. Dale, I'm a fifth-generation Californian who relocated to Seattle 35 years ago. I'm interested in your assessment of the current legalization model in California, uh, which is now, of course, as we hear, the world's fifth largest economy, greater even that than the UK. In your opinion, what's the good, the bad, and the ugly of California cannabis policy? Um, Well, the good is that the people at the state level uh, are trying to make this work. Uh, I've been involved with them many times now. They're trying to bring compassion programs forward. We had a um, nonprofit model set up here that was abused by a lot of people, but at its core, it it did a lot of good. So we're finding a lot of support to try and meet the needs of really sick people. Um, The bad is that um, we have local control here, and the locals that don't like this are a serious impediment to this legalized or, you know, this new regulated system to get up and run. And the ugly is that for decades we've had an unregulated Wild West um, market here, placed here for cannabis in California. And when they started our um, system on January 1st, everybody was being taken care of. Um, And January 1st, what the state couldn't do the unregulated market's right there to take care of. They're not testing. There's a lot of problems with what they do, but they're undercutting prices, and they're just omnipresent, and these jurisdictions don't really want to look at the gorilla in the living room, that unless you make this market um, easier to get into and more sustainable, the unregulated market is right there to fill the void. My guest is Dale Schaefer, California attorney. We're going to take our first pause of the cause because there's flaws in the laws. Your word from our sponsors and advertisers come right back. Time to roll out for the people that let us have present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Introducing 420 Cloud, ignited by MSIG, one of the fastest growing social apps around. The only app you'll need for all things cannabis. Find the latest cannabis news, videos, and stories, ranging from business and tech to sports and medicine. Start your career in cannabis by seeking, identifying, and applying for jobs through our expansive listings. For businesses, 420cloud.com features a full-scale cross-channel network, monetizing high traffic for big data conversion and analytics. Download 420 Cloud now from the iTunes Store or Google Play. MSIG.com is a publicly listed company on the OTC, symbol MCIG. At Alternative Vibes, our core values of quality, loyalty, respect, and honesty guides us in our mission to help families find peace and harmony through our products and services. Whether you are looking for a more natural way of living, shopping for essential oils, topicals, and edibles, or searching for a path towards achieving your goals, we are your choice. Learn more about our complete line of natural products and solutions at AlternativeVibes.com. Bringing quality of living to life. AlternativeVibes.com. 
Cannabis concentrates have been around for thousands of years. In 19th century America, extracts mixed with other herbs were sold as a miracle cure. Now, Apex Supercritical has elevated the science of extraction into the 21st century. Apex Supercritical is the leader in CO2 extraction, which is the cleanest, safest, and purest way to extract plant oils. ROI in as little as three weeks. Our cost-effective systems are fully automated with an industry-leading three-year warranty. And if we don't have your system in stock, we can build one in as little as four weeks. Bringing CO2 extraction to the masses. Learn more at apeksupercritical.com. Four-week build excludes high production systems. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. And we are back with Dale Schaefer. Dale, one of the things I prioritized on Hemp Present is our veterans and their need uh, to have legal access to medical marijuana for a variety of reasons. Uh, you work with the Weed for Warriors project. What can you tell me about that project? Well, before the current law got started, uh, veterans were um, interneting with each other. There were a lot of products being donated, and they had a real nonprofit um camaraderie system set up it was legal under our previous um, compassionate collectives uh, that model has continued and we are we were only given one real option here in the state and that is to go get licensed and make money so that is what we're doing right now we're branding we're preparing to license I set a couple of businesses up for them uh, so that we can actually go out and sign deals to white label or to co-brand uh, things like that. Uh, we don't be surprised if you see us in Washington real soon. Um, any place where Weed for Warrior chapters are beginning to start, we are going to have a presence there if it's a legal cannabis state in any way. Um, so good things are about to happen, and we are going to pour all the money that we make um, that we possibly can back into giving to our communities. Our vets are our first concern, but poverty is what runs across all of this. And poor people that don't have access to medicine, the system is just prepared to watch them suffer and die. And for us, that's not acceptable. So we're going to circle back with um, our money-generating arm and put it back into our veterans and the community to do the things that, that Corporate corporations should be doing. We call it compassionate capitalism, and um, that the, the future looks really bright and exciting. So I'm happy to be working with that group, Vivian. Yeah, sadly, prohibition is only a symptom of much greater institutionalized uh, dis, you know problems in our society. Uh, yeah. And we've got a whole lot of work to do. You recently had the opportunity to. Uh, attend a Newport Beach fundraising event with Representative Dana Rohrabacher, who's been a guest speaker at Seattle Hemp Fest and a co-sponsor of the Rohrabacher Far Amendment, and uh, as well as Senator Ram Paul, both staunch Republicans for legalization. Uh, you had a chance to speak with them both about the current status of cannabis. What did they say to you? Well, I've known Dana for a while. His campaign manager was my campaign manager when I ran for DA, and our case was the impetus for the Rohr, the original Rohrbacher um, Farr Amendment. A doctor and a lawyer were sitting in prison because they'd followed all the rules. Um, so I've talked to Dana a number of times. This was a Rand Paul fundraiser, and I wanted to know from Senator Paul, 
what's the chances that the Senate or the the Congress in any way is going to be able to find a way to reschedule, move this out of the Controlled Substances Act. He wasn't ready to to put a whole lot of hope into it. Um, Dana was much more hopeful we could continue the spending amendment, which we did. But as you've seen since um, in the last month or so, Mitch McConnell wants to get CBD handled out of Kentucky. So we're going to probably get a new farm bill. There's now Schumer has jumped on to take cannabis clear out of the Controlled Substances Act and put it in something like ATF or something where it's handled more like alcohol and tobacco and not like heroin. So the, I, the conversations were enlightening because they want to make it work. It's clear there were impediments because of the current administration. I think what the president has done has made it clear that he wants to go forward and Jeff Sessions just screwed the pooch here so much by wanting to go retrograde with prohibition. I think it really pushed the envelope. So I'm hopeful that we can get the Republicans to see this as a personal freedom issue, a states' rights issue, and it's good business sense to get it clear out of that nonsense of the Controlled Substances Act. So that was our discussions that we had there. Dale Brownie Mary uh, was an amazing woman uh, in San Francisco who who baked and brownies and gave them uh, to mostly I think to people suffering from HIV and AIDS. Uh, she's passed now, along with Dennis Perone, who recently passed, another uh, courageous leader in the medical marijuana movement. But you work with the Brownie Mary Democrats. Who are the Brownie Mary Democrats? Well, we are the official chartered cannabis policy wing of the Democratic Party in California. And the reason I got involved, uh, I'm the vice president of the Sacramento chapter, but politics is how this is going to get fixed. And when you have a voice inside the party that controls the entire state, uh, it's a good starting point. And that's where um, we are with Brownie Mary right now. It's an election year. Um, we're putting on an event next week where we're sponsoring uh, a progressive Democrat running for DA here and a progressive sheriff running in our county here so that the people with discretionary authority will exercise their discretion and not screw around with somebody in small scale cannabis activities. Just walk away and leave it alone. That's what we're doing right now to get this at the grassroots level. And I'm all, we're also involved with the capital. Sacramento is the capital. So we have a segue into the Democratic Party to sponsor bills, to find out how we solve problems. Uh, there's a lot of other groups now coming on board, and hopefully we can come together for um, the cannabis industry. Uh, whether it still maintains Brownie Mary, you know, naming, I don't know. Um, I suspect it will just because of who she was and the legacy of her and Dennis Barone and you know Harvey Milk and a bunch of other people out of San Francisco that were pushing agendas that we hitched our star to and got cannabis legalized here in 1996. Dale, you work with cannabis businesses in California. What should someone considering entering the cannabis industry be aware of that they might not be aware of now? Um, you need to be backed up financially for probably one to two years before you try to get in this. Um, the people that are 
currently struggling the most, didn't have a lot of business acumen, um, in it, but when you come into this industry, you need to have uh, financing behind you for a realistic path for the next couple of years. Uh, Underfinancing is going to torpedo a lot of businesses coming out, and I also work with some people who are well-financed, and they're just waiting for uh, businesses to fail, uh, which they're going to, to come in and swoop up properties with a CUP on or a conditional use permit so they can go forward. So be very careful about your business plan and make sure you have done realistic numbers and you understand uh, what you're going to need to help you get sustainable in a three- to five-year plan. Yeah, I imagine there's a lot of people that came from the black market not understanding that regular business was extremely more complicated. And, of course, our current tax system makes – it gives an additional burden on cannabis businesses. Is that correct? Um, Well, the the federal problem of 280E creates problems that I bring an accountant in for everybody. The initial meeting is let's get um, attorneys – I have a licensing attorney, IP attorney that we work with have an accountant, we have a starting point where everyone's looking at the real day-to-day problems before we build something out. And you can't be careful enough because there's so many uncertainties right now, so many gears in motion, so many spinning plates, and they're going to change the rules on us once again later on this year. So you've got to be agile, and the best way to do that is to have a plan, um, have money behind you that will go for some periods and not make a profit and be able to be okay with that. Fascinating. I am talking to Dale Schaefer, Esquire. We're going to take another pause for the cause. Hear word from our sponsors and advertisers. Come back with our final questions. Don't go anywhere. Time to roll out for the people that let us hemp present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Introducing Blue Moon CBD, straight from the bluegrass of Kentucky. With our special nano emulsion process, you'll not only get the best CBD available, you'll get more of it. Not all CBD is the same. It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the host of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. 
We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. And we're back with Dale Schaefer. Dale, you know, this is such a huge industry and such an amazing culture. So much is happening so fast, I can barely keep track of it anymore. Uh, It's almost overwhelming. Uh, What excites you most about cannabis in general, uh, in, in your experience? What are you the most jazzed about? What do you have the most highest hopes about? And how can people track your work and find out more? Well, the possibility to have health again. Uh, we lost the ability to control our, our own health over 100 years ago through, you know, poison control acts, pharmacies being, you know, controlled, drugs being controlled. Um, and we split off nutrition from health. And they're, they're coming back around again. The ability to be psychically healthy, physically healthy, spiritually and emotionally healthy, it's all within this plant. And the, the exciting part is that products are in the development stages right now to give people control over their own health. And that's something we just have not had for in my entire lifetime. So I'm excited about that. And you can track me at my um, my uh, website, DaleSchaferLaw at gmail.com is my email. Stay in touch with me. Stay on top of this. Um, we're trying to... to keep ahead of the curve, but I'm not sure I can run that fast. So I'm happy to share what I'm seeing and experiencing and, you know, work with anybody around uh, California across the nation to try and bring some sense to this and just end the drug war. We've got to stop that. Dale, you are just, you know, we're kindred spirits, my brother. Uh, I followed your case. I followed your work, you know, for a long time. I'm so glad I've been able to have you on the show. I could, I could talk to you for hours. Hang in there, man. Keep up the good fight, and uh, we'll be looking for you at Hempfest. Uh, you should see me there, brother. I, I've come. We'll come chat. I'll give you a hug, and we'll find out what we can commiserate about. Okay? It's a deal. All right. Take care, man. Now, I want to get to a weekly feature of Hempercent on CannabisRadio.com. That's the quote of the week, and here it is. I have found in my study of these patients that cannabis is really a safe, effective, and non-toxic alternative to many standard medications. There is no such thing as an overdose. We have seen very minimal problems with abuse or dependence, which at worst are equivalent to dependence on caffeine. While a substance may have some potential for misuse, in my opinion, that's a poor excuse to deny its use and benefit to everyone else, and that is Dr. Philip Denny. That concludes this installment of Present on Cannabis Radio. I want to thank Brasco, my man in the control room, all the Cannabis Radio sponsors and advertisers. Join me next week for some more reefer repartee and cannabis confabulation with some special hempo sapien on a journey to justice as we silence the violence, increase the peace, and promote unity in the cannabis community with impunity. Because when it comes to prohibition, you've got the right not to remain silent. Activism requires a voice, so find yours and speak up for justice because resistance is fertile. Until then, my friends, stay strong, stand tall, toke it easy, don't forget to email me. Please email me at hempresent at gmail.com so I know you're listening to this show. The Hempresent theme song, Take Back the Plant, is performed by Sticker Bush and sung by a much younger version of myself. Turn up the music, maestro. I'm out. Marijuana!
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.